We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday night edition of Hand Raised Guys, Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio, Oxford Exxon Podcast, all those things as we uh, wrap up our week here with you. A bye week Thursday, a bye week Saturday coming up. Already making plans on how to get things done, get some football on the TV, all that kind of stuff. We've got football tonight. We've got World Series tonight. Philadelphia and Houston in both of those, actually. So Both uh, games. Yeah, both games. Houston favored in one game, Philadelphia favored in the other. Got to wonder if you offered the people of Philadelphia, hey, you can have this game or you can have the Eagles game, which would you take? The Phillies. I think they take right? the Phillies. I think. Come on. Eagles are undefeated. It means you can give one up. Yeah, I think you're right, but football's big, man. Football's big in Do you really think they would agree to go to 7-0 and or whatever instead? 8-0 or whatever? I've asked people this week who know, and they'll tell you that uh, the Eagles are a, just more of a religion than the Phillies, and the Phillies are a religion. The Phillies are supported well there. I will give the city of Philadelphia credit tonight. The Eagles uniform is... Just fantastic. The Phillies going with the old school throwback Columbia blue with sort of the maroon reddish Phillies insignia. You like that? It's really nice. Really, really nice. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. If you are in the Oxford or Tupelo area, I know it's warm out today. No one's, tomorrow. No one's thinking about their heating right now. You will be when it goes out. But it's going to get cold. It always does. I've lived here 15 years. Every one of those 15 years it got cold. And when you when it does, you want to turn that heater on. You want to make sure it's ready to roll. If you live in the Oxford, Tupelo area, call the people at Comer, 662-601. I'm sorry, 801-662-801-1777. If you live in Memphis, uh, Hernando. I don't want to talk about South Haven right now. I'm still a little sour about last night. If you live in... Uh, Didn't go well. Uh, just... Last thirty Had seconds. Some gave up a goal in the last thirty seconds to lose. Oh, really? Yeah, it was tough. It's been a week. We uh, we beat DeSoto County, and then we lost DeSoto Central, and then we lost. We lost to South Haven. I was reading the uh, MHSAA classification numbers today, and DeSoto Central is the newest, largest school in the state. 
Yeah. I did not know that. Well, we kicked that ass too. Okay. <laughs> uh, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, 662-429-4429. Um, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a Chicago Bears shirt, Ryan. Maybe it's an Auburn shirt. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot of Auburn talk around. Believe around in monsters. Auburn. Okay, okay. You know, we can get there if we tried hard enough. Yeah, it's been a Halloween week. We talked about ghosts and monsters. Just saw Laramie Tunsil. We talked about him today on Grady and Siski. We did a little bit. I talked about Laramie on a podcast today, too. How about that? I did. But his ears are burning. Uh, let's see. I'm working in the Clark Ford Studios. 662 257 1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Ben Mintz will join in a moment on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Square is the perfect place for your Christmas party or gathering that can accommodate parties of 10 to 500. Great food with a Cajun flair, holiday drinks, and a festive atmosphere called Gene. Genie, I should say, 601 842-0948-601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and reserve a date. Uh, we Earlier today on the network, McCready and Siski presented by Rain Total Body Fuel. Also by Walk-On's Sports Bistro. Walk-On's puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering. Made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine. Po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them today in Oxford or Ridgeland. We also have the Butcher versus the Spin Instructor, Greg Jones, Campbell McCready gave their picks for the weekend ahead. That's brought to you by LB's Meat Market, LB's 2008 University Avenue in Oxford, all of the freshest cuts. Uh, Everything you could be looking for, it's beef, chicken, pork, house-made sausages, jalapenos, um, mushrooms, bacon-wrapped asparagus, so much other stuff as well there at LB's Meat Market in Oxford. We headed into Oxford this weekend. Remember the uh, Blue Sky location giving away seven official Ole Miss game day football jerseys. Every single purchase gives you another chance to sign up and take advantage of that and have more chances to win. Just go in, buy lots of different things, separate purchases, chances to win jerseys. Two more to go, Alabama and Mississippi State. I would assume Alabama is going to be a powder blue jersey. And then I think that's safe. I don't know what they're going to do with State. It beats me. Jose Altuve leads off game five with a triple off the uh, right center field wall off Noah Syndergaard. 2016, this would have been an elite pitching matchup. <laughs> <laughs> and as it is, it's it's a good one, but uh, Justin Verlander. That was not very well played there no, at all. Brandon Marsh did not play that ball well at that all. That was pretty poor. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I guess not really a teaser because it's not what we talked about most of the time, but I recorded a podcast that will run, I don't know, somewhere on the network. I don't know what we're going to do with it yet uh, with Javon Patterson today, the former Ole Miss football player who's now in charge of former player relations for the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. And I was asking him just kind of in college, most difficult people to block and different things, and his, his answer was Miles Garrett and Jeffrey Simmons. He said when they moved oh. Miles Garrett down into a three technique because of his speed, even at that spot, that was a – a severe problem um, when they when they moved him inside. Yeah, I can see that. I could see Miles Garrett being a severe problem. So that dovetailed into Laramie, uh, almost kind of mocking Miles in College Station. In All right, team. Philadelphia, and we're not going to do live play by play here. I get that Philadelphia with in the first inning played the infield in with man on third, nobody out, gave up a a base hit. Instead of it being one nothing with one out, it's one nothing with a man on first. They are 
Infield in in the first? Infield in with nobody out and a man on third in the first inning. Are we that scared of 47-year-old Justin Verlander today? I, I mean, What are it, we doing? I don't know. That's weird. You know, the, the, the knock on the Phillies is defense, and everyone always says – Whatever your Achilles heel is, is going to come back and haunt you. And you have to overcome that. And here we are. That was weird. It was really weird, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, if you don't give up another run here, it's okay. But if that run ends up scoring like in some makeshift fashion, that's on you. Yeah, it may not matter, but... That was weird. I mean, you're throwing more pitches no matter what. Just bizarre. No one seems to be talking about it on my Twitter. Well, it just happened. Well, okay. They're all streaming, so they'll see it in 55 seconds. App State, Coastal Carolina tonight. We don't have three TVs in here. If we did, I would put that on. I'm not sure I even want three TVs. I guess I could put one right there. Well, there's really no point. I mean, like, I, like we've said, if you're going to do one, it's like over there. But I don't. I actually talked to someone today about redoing this room. Completely. Completely. It will depend on the price. Well, in a perfect world, we're in the one shot with the one table. Yeah, yeah. That's the... I don't know that when we started this, we thought it would be this much of a deal. Well, I mean, when we first started this thing, I was usually sitting on a couch over there where you were with yeah. the computer just kind of propped, propped up on up. some stuff. And yeah. It was what it was at that moment. So, yeah, there's there's a way to do it, but it's complicated. Yeah, I kind of feel for you, Grind, if they, if they end up hiring Jeff Grimes. I know that's the betting favorite. I don't think that's the route they go. My money's on uh, – my money today's on Hugh Freeze. You've been on that for the last couple of days. It's, uh, it's on Freeze. There's a, lot, there's a lot of time left. A lot of time. Today's the third. They're not doing anything till at the earliest, the 27th. They're okay with all the stuff. No, but they have 24 days to make themselves okay. If he would get off social media, he would be a really good fit there. We uh, we co- we we conversed about this on McCready and Siski. I, I have a very strong opinion about Lane Kiffin and Auburn, and we'll see what happens. I mean, if you tell me Lane Kiffin is the next coach at Auburn, this is my opinion, it's very simple. If you tell me that Lane Kiffin is the next coach at Auburn, then I will tell you immediately they gave him a historic contract. And if they do that, I think he is the next coach at Auburn. But anything short of that, and I don't think he is. And I think at some point in the next 24 days, it's more likely that they go, this is dumb. We can, do, we can get someone who might be able to do just as well for half the price. I know nobody knows, but just your guess, when does it start becoming substantial on any news out of this? Uh, another couple of weeks. Three weeks from tonight is Thanksgiving. It is. A couple weeks. Before you have any real feel at all. I mean, everybody's got games left. I mean, even if Lane Kiffin is the next coach at Auburn, right now Lane Kiffin is thinking about beating Nick Saban. He wants that game. Whether he's coaching at Ole Miss or Auburn or Coastal Carolina or Tulane, he wants to win that game. He has that much respect for Nick Saban. He wants that game on his resume. That's the one every year he looks at. 
Yeah. If he said he looks at one. And there's nothing wrong with this. It's, it's out of respect. But he wants that game. I think he would love nothing more than to shake hands after a game and Nick Saban say, good job. I think it would mean an ab- – and I mean this sincerely. It's no troll. He would not go troll Alabama after it was over. Oh, no. No, no, no. He respects Nick Saban. Yes. And I think he would love to win that game to be able to say one day, I beat him that one time. He beat my ass this time, this time, this time, this time, but I got him that one time. I ruined that damn thing for him that day. That day. Yeah. One day I got the, the GOAT. And I think he thinks he's the GOAT because he is the GOAT. Yeah, sure. I don't think it's anything nasty or personal, but his thoughts right now are on winning that game. And if he wins that game, his thoughts will turn completely to, okay, I got a shot. Got to go to Fayetteville. Yeah, got to get that one. And if he gets that one, it's going to be, okay, I got Mike Leach in five days. Got a beat-up team. We're tired. We got to find a way to get through this one game. And then if he got through that, it would be through, all right, I got Tennessee or Georgia. Got a shot to win the SEC championship. That's where he would go. Now, are there people around him who could be negotiating and stuff? Sure, of course. But the people that are doing this and making this out like it's something imminent, I'm telling you, I think they're out. I think they're in front of their skis. On the flip side, and I said this on McCready and Siski, and I mean it, the people who are like, oh, there's nothing to it, you're wrong. You're wrong. I do think right now today, if you were to make a list of who Auburn covets, Lane Kiffin's number one. Yeah, it's it, it's real anytime there is a possibility that they're going to go, hey, you know what, we're just going to hand you so much money you can't say no. Syndergaard worked out of it, so the uh, the infield end didn't affect him. They gave up the one run, so one nothing going to the bottom of the first in Philadelphia. One hit, two runs, one error, one left. Oh, what's more real, the LSU, Florida, Miami, or Auburn rumors? Auburn. Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the difference of those four jobs. I think the other three are probably three that he would put in front of Auburn. Yeah. Honestly. If Lane Kiffin got the LSU offer, he would have taken it. So, we'll see. William says, what's the buyout if Lane left? I've asked. I can't get that information. I don't know. No clue. Yeah, that's been a weird thing this week. Nobody, that, nobody's biting on that right mm-hmm. now. So we'll see. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll deal with uh, we'll deal with that in a little bit. I'm gonna talk to uh, Ben Mintz here in a moment with Barstool Sports. We'll come back on the other side. We will uh, take your calls. It's gonna be one of those nights where you guys decide how uh, long we're here, how not long we're here. We'll leave that completely up to you. But first, we'll uh, visit with Ben Mintz as we always do every Thursday on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. The Oxford Exxon Podcast, also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE. Get 25% off the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Deadsoxy.com. College Corners, your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. The Oxford Exxon Podcast also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. They've got the perfect something for everyone. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, so many more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. 
We're also brought to you by our friends at Walk-On's. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana. Uh, visit their stores in Oxford or Ridgeland today. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right, every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Want it? Bid it, win it. Solutions RX is a probiotic, multivitamin, and supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. I've been taking some uh, Solutions RX products for a while. What they really do is they just help with um, create God uh, reversing is the word I was looking for the depletion of minerals and vitamins in your body from some of the medicines that you take. It puts those vitamins back into the body. Helps with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant and taking your medications, helping you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com. Type in the promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Hawkeye Portable Buildings, $79.91. Highway 7 South in Hawkeye. Custom builds your building to your specifications, however you want your carport, ATV, your storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings. Hawkeye can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkeye makes it happen. In-house financing is available, free delivery and setup within 75 miles of Hawkeye as well. For more information, call 662-226-2233 or go to HawkeyeBuildings.com. We're also brought to you by 7 South Tailgating. Still a couple of games left in November. Alabama coming to town, so is Mississippi State. To uh, make sure that your uh, tailgate is one that is easy for you, one that you'll always remember, one that's uh, convenient where you can enjoy your friends and the game and not worry about all the setup and cleanup, get in touch with the people at 7SouthTailgating.com. Submit your request today. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your order. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell-recognized system integrator based in Baldwin, Mississippi. They have a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more, go to ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Layman's Fine Jewelry at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Layman's is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Our friend Ben Mintz, Barstool Sports, joins as he always does each and every Thursday night. Uh, Benjamin, welcome uh, into the show. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm doing well, Neil. Always enjoy uh, coming on, and especially this week after uh, what a just thrilling win that was for Ole Miss and College Station. And you know, when you really like looked at it, when Ole Miss was seven and zero, you have at LSU at A and M. Just being a realistic fan, splitting those two is fine, fine. It's so hard to go on the road and win in conference. You know, you go through that schedule. When you looked at the schedule earlier in the year, you'd say, you know, that LSU at A and M going one and one, and those two is not bad. And now to be eight and one, headed into the bye week, getting healthy, it's uh, 
it's just, I mean, a lot's been said about Lane Kiffin and the job of the players and the staff, but we're still not saying enough. I mean, just to be 18 and three in the last 21 regular season games, it's just, uh, it's uncharted territory. And I hope people are enjoying it as much as I am. Been a lot of talk here this week, a lot of angst in some quarters, confidence in other quarters about whether or not Auburn pursues Lane Kiffin. Would Lane Kiffin go? What's just kind of your, your thoughts from 30,000 feet? In, in New York. I thought from 30,000 feet. And look, I mean, people can clip this and laugh in my face because obviously, you know, the, everybody always remembers the Tuberville, Ole Miss, Auburn, Pine Box thing. Look, I'm not like naive thinking Lane Kiffin's going to be an entrepreneur in Mississippi forever. I mean, I think you can look at his entire career and you can understand that. However, I don't think he'll go to Auburn. I just think there's too much. I know they just hired John Cohen as AD, but they've got all that weird stuff with all their boosters and that athletic program. And, you know, there will be come a day when Lane leaves, but I just can't see it for Auburn in this current state and condition it's in. Now, I know Lane's thing, he's so reliant on the transfer portal that it's a lot more of a year-to-year thing. You know, he's not, you know, like, I mean, for example, not getting Arch Manning, he's not having to say, hey, I'm going to be here the next four years. You know, Lane's thing is totally year-to-year transfer portal, and I know, you know, wherever he goes, he can bring his resources and get people in quick. But I just – I don't know. Maybe I'm naive, but I just think Auburn's a really dysfunctional place and everything with Bama. And I don't know. I just don't – I just don't see him leaving Ole Miss for Auburn. It's just my my tense view of it. And I think Lane's very smart. You know, I know a lot's been made about the Grove Collective this week and over 2,000 members. You know, people – he's using this like, hey, Ole Miss, you want to keep me? You got to throw down money, you know, prove that I can be on a level playing field with these top, you know, power schools. And uh, I love seeing how Ole Miss fans have responded this week. I think it's a great thing. All right. Speaking of people uh, leaving and moving and that kind of thing, um, you told us last week that you agreed to a new long-term deal with Barstool, which was awesome. We talked about that. You and I had a career conversation. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me with, hey, I want my kids to listen to that from both of you, because both of us have gone through some career adversity and you have to sometimes just kind of persevere and bet on yourself and push forward and those things, but uh, you 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 announced on Wednesday that you're headed back to uh, headed back to New Orleans, kind of full circle. Yeah, this is uh, I'm kind of smiling here to hear talking about it. I'll be honest, man, I've been sentimental all week about it. Uh, so rediscovering Louisiana or rediscovering America, the Louisiana edition came out last night all over the Barstool YouTube, and if y'all had a chance to see it. I mean, you're going to have a lot of thoughts. Uh, there are a couple of scenes in there that are about as wild as you can imagine running around New Orleans and Baton Rouge and Cajun country. Uh, but the premise of it was me going back with uh, Donnie and Nick and KB, kind of going back to my like time in NOLA where I kind of things went a little wrong. And uh, there's always been a NOLA redemption theme to my story. I mean, I left New Orleans in early 2014. I've shared it. I mean, that was a low point of my life. I was in debt. That's when I went back to Ole Miss. I you know, bottomed out of the poker world. And I probably, you know, got a little wilder than I should have in NOLA, as many have before and after me. And ever since I left, like, I always thought I was on this path to be the sports radio guy in NOLA. And I thought it was building up to that from Shreveport to maybe Baton Rouge to NOLA. Never would have thought the Barstool thing would have happened. But now where I am in Barstool, I mean, I got the three-year deal. I obviously have the confidence of Dave and Erica. I'm a really good role player in this office. I, I can be on a lot of stuff. You know, I'm on shows. I'm on whatever. I'm not one of the main guys, but I'm a solid team role guy. I think in the South, I can really take off. I'm going to get out, take it to the people. I'm really the first Barstool South employee to get this opportunity. And, you know, you look at all the Barstool sports books, Lake Lake, Bears Lake Charles, Baton Rouge, they're going to build, they're going to build one in Margaritaville, Bozier. And, 
man, knock on wood, huge thing. Hopefully Mississippi gets this online app in the next year or two. That would be a big thing. And, you know, we could be in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Tennessee. But, you know, I really think that I'm going to take off. And, you know, I've just always wanted the NOLA redemption. And I'll, I'll say this, what's my mission in NOLA? I will not be involved in anything politically under any circumstances whatsoever. I'm down there because I have the barstool light to shine on what makes that community great, whether it's the chefs, musicians. I'm already involved in Hogs for the Cause, which gives millions to child cancer. I'm here to help, period. And I feel like I've been, I don't want to say called because that's too heavy, but this is what feels like supposed to happen you know, and I've always wanted to know redemption and I'm there to just help help that community. And I think with the Barstool Light I have on it and the, what's going on with the Pelicans is going to be fun. And, you know, whether it's Hogs, Jazz Fest, Mardi Gras, Saints, you know, whatever. And uh, I'll still be on the road a ton. I'll probably be in Nola 40 or 50 percent of the time during the summer. I'll be on the road and, you know, I'll be around Ole Miss more. I'll be around Louisiana more. And I just think it's, you know, I really feel like I gave it two full years up here, gave it a shot to get this three year opportunity but you can't rest on your laurels. Like you said, media, it's always the next thing. And, and I view like we're going to build on what we built relationship wise the last two years. But this is the, like a new beginning. I mean, this is like I can make this whatever I want to make it. And I'm going to get out and take it to the people. And, uh, you know, the college baseball stuff is going to be a part of it, too. I got some ideas. So I'm, I'm curious. The last time you were there, you talked about it being your personal low and and uh, debt. And I'm going to guess on some things that you said there was some like substance abuse or alcohol abuse or, or whatever we all have issues in our in our lives you've obviously cleaned up your life quite a bit in the last oh, yeah years. you know i mean so i'm curious like you've um i laugh every day because i think you and i have pretty similar running schedules and uh you post your 10k and i'm like son of a bitch now i i, I gotta beat that because I've been running longer than Ben has. And, and you know, when you were like posted like 70 minutes, I'm like, I ah, no big deal. I got that. And then you post like 63 minutes. I'm like, son of a bitch. It's like 66, but we're good. Yeah, I'm like, I got, I got to run a little bit more now to do it. I don't get to take my little walking break at the two mile mark. Like I like to do. Um, See, I love, I love hearing that from you. Like, I just feel like I'm on this path though. Like all that was supposed to, what happened in Ole, you know, I got a lot of pretty good amount of money at a young age when I was doing well in poker. And, you know, I felt a little invisible in my late twenties. And, uh, you know, it was kind of one of those things you couldn't sustain. But I think, you know, now I'm, I mean, I'm 39 years old, man. I've learned a lot from my mistakes. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm ready to go down there. And I don't think it's going to be any kind of a big problem at all. You know? Yeah, that's like, what I was I'm, getting at. I just changed my lifestyle and I'm ready to, you know, do it. You have to have a certain, a lot, not a certain degree, but a lot degree of confidence to go back to a place where there was so much temptation and where things went awry for you to go back there now going, hey, it's different. I'm a different person. It's not going to affect me this time. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But, uh, you know, I think a big part of that stuff is like, I'm so busy. Like a lot of times the alcohol and the party and it's like when you get bored, you turn to it. And man, I mean, I don't have like, even though, you know, I just so much going on with Barstool and job and, you know, I play poker on the side too. And I still go to concerts. That's like the thing I do for fun. But like, I don't feel like I even have time to miss it, you know? Like it's, and I think that's a big, it's the old idle hands of the devil's playground speech. You know, that's like a real thing. But I think I just like I'm very busy trying to live like a healthier, balanced life. And, you know, I'm still going to enjoy some good restaurants down in NOLA. I'm just going to be moving around a bunch and keep it keep it in moderation. And uh, I, I feel really, really good about it. Some of my favorite Ole Miss people, the Ole Miss New Orleans legacy is such a real thing. You know, you look at obviously the Mannings and Deuce and so many of my best Ole Miss friends and the, the, the Ole Miss crew has just been 
you know, I go back 15 years with all the great people from Ole Miss have ended up down there, and I'm looking forward to being part of that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, let's get to some games. Got some, got a really interesting week of college games. I'm not going to spend any time on these, but I just want to throw a few at you, but in large part because I want to get your thoughts because it might lead to a pick on my part. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on Kentucky, Missouri? It's now down to a pick. It had been Kentucky, you know, minus two. I kind of like Missouri here. Boy, Kentucky's in a weird spot where like that, and I know Ole Miss had a similar spot where like that second road game after you get blown out, like it's you know, it's not an easy thing. And uh, Ole Miss was able to pull it off at AM, but man, you get beat like that, like Kentucky did last week, and that's by Tennessee, who you hate your rival, and now you've all of a sudden got a trip against a you know, a feisty Missouri bunch that really has got a good defense. You know, I really like their defensive line. You know, we were on them last week at South Carolina just because yep. that line looked a little weird. No, I would – I think I'd lean – I mean, I think I'd – you know, it's going to be a lower-scoring game. The over-under is low, but I wouldn't take Kentucky here. And, man, that's just – I just feel like they may be hurt. I mean, after last week, man, they got to be a little shook. That was tough. Texas A&M loses to Ole Miss, but they kind of found a quarterback in the process. I think that's getting overlooked a little bit. Wigman looked really good for a freshman. Now he gets a second start against a Florida team that's every bit as chaotic as, as A&M. Am I nuts to really like A&M minus the three here? 
I don't think you're totally nuts, too. I really thought A&M played better last week. I know, you know, Wegman looked like he, he – you know, he didn't seem as mobile, but he's got command of the offense, which is a lot more than you could say out of anything they've thrown out there so far this year. I mean, the ball was coming out. It was going to the right spot. You know, he, I was pretty impressed for a true freshman. Um, and so, you know, I could say I, – I, I don't hate your logic on A&M. I, there's been a lot of – what's interesting at A&M – Man, there are a lot of pissed off people with DJ Durkin this week. Uh, like, you know, I was concerned last week on here. I said, you know, is this going to be an issue that he knows Ole Miss's offense? Oh, 390 yards rushing. I mean, look, Ole Miss has a really good offensive line. Quinshawn Judkins, I mean, I can't – what can you even say about him at this point? But still 390 at home. Man. I, That's a, I don't care if you're playing, you know, the Nebraska Tommy Frazier bunch. You can't be allowing that. That's – that's rough. Hey, you're Green Wave in position to get to the Cotton Bowl if they just win out. That's got a lot of winning out to do, though. Uh, at Tulsa, minus seven and a half. That's Is that a scary spot, or the, do the scares come later? I think – I wouldn't lay the seven and a half on the road. I think a and I mean, so a and two, because you just talked about A&M. Tulane will uh, – I feel like they're like – they'll get this win somehow. It might be ugly, though. Like, I don't – I think they're, like, disciplined enough and – Willie Fritz is a good enough coach, and they've got so much momentum. I don't think they'll go there and no-show, but this could be a spot for an uglier win. You know, behind this, they've got Central Florida coming there next week and then SMU behind that, both in Tulane. So this is kind of the look-ahead spot, you know, if you look at their schedule. And so that's why I wouldn't be confident in seven and a half, but I do think they win. And, you know, that Tulane UCF, that's a – you know, I know it's not – it ain't Bama Ole Miss, but that's a, that's a big one for Tulane. Coming up. Speaking of big ones, here it is. This is a big one. Uh, Tennessee and Georgia in Athens. The Vols getting eight against Kirby Smart and the defending national champs. I got to be honest with you, Ben. I don't have any read on this at all. I mean, I am so inclined to just kind of split the difference and take Tennessee in the points but expect Georgia to win. But I've got smart people going, no, no, Georgia's going to kill them. And yet I watch Tennessee and I'm like, dude, they don't look they don't look like a team that's going to get killed. I can't go against them. I just can't go against Tennessee right now. When you look at the firepower of these two offenses, like, look, Georgia does have an unbelievable team, defense, all that. But, man, Stetson Bennett, I'm not seeing that much explosiveness uh, from his game. And you're playing a Tennessee team like, yeah, Georgia may come out and stop them early. But, man, Tennessee comes that tempo, that volume they hit you with. They're going to score some points just the way they play, the rhythm they're in. And then you look at Tennessee's defense – which, you know, they get, you know, they were, the rankings were – I mean, the efforts against LSU and Kentucky weren't just good. They were spectacular. You have 13 in Death Valley and six at home to Will Levis, who picks a top five draft pick. I mean, everybody's down, you know, talks about their offense, but that's not bad. On You know, the defensive efforts are pretty good. I think they can keep them in the game. Georgia's going to run smash mouth at them, obviously. But I still lean Tennessee in the points. And, Neil, there's – I'm not saying Tennessee 2022 is LSU 19, but this game reminds me so much. It's the same week of when LSU went to Bama. They were plus seven. LSU hadn't beaten Bama in eight years. Tennessee hadn't beaten Georgia in six since 2016. They've been waiting to beat them. I, I just – I feel like there's a very similar vibe in those two games that I'm kind of feeling a little bit. Some of the numbers this point in the season between 2019 LSU and 2022 Tennessee are kind of eerie as well. I mean – Halloween was just a few days ago. You look at it, and you're like, oh, that's a little spooky because that's very similar. And Hendon Hooker having a Joe Burrow kind of season. And yeah, I mean, Jalen Hott's going full Chase or Jefferson. I mean, what's he have 14 touchdowns of the 20? Hooker's done 21 and 14 have gone to Jalen Hyatt. The Hypel thing, I mean, 
you know, we've seen some good coaching jobs in our day, but man, to have the Tennessee Volunteers number one in them, what are we seeing here, man? I mean, this is, you know, he hadn't been there. This couple was his second year. I mean, I, I don't know. This whole thing, it really shows you uh, what's so interesting about college football right now and why the AM fans are freaking out. You, know, you see Lane in year three winning nine, 10. You see Hype when you're two. You see Brian Kelly in year one because the transfer portal. You, you don't get the two or three years to fix this thing anymore, especially at these schools, because you can poach players. AM fans, I see why they're losing their mind at Jimbo. You're on year five, and this is what you're saying? It's crazy. Oh, for sure. Um, Sam Pittman's on year three in Fayetteville. He had, they had a little stumble. They've won two in a row since then. They get a chance to get to six and three here against Liberty. They're laying 13 and a half. I think the Hogs win. Vegas thinks the Hogs win. I kind of think Arkansas rolls past this number. What do you think? Well, so this is one of those spots. Okay. It looks like a look ahead Arkansas spot because they got LSU and Ole Miss next to. Yep. They, and they're both coming to Fayetteville. However, I don't know that I say this is a look ahead spot because they struggled early in the year and now they got momentum. They're probably just fired up to play. And you remember the Ole Miss Liberty game last year. Like, I feel like. Liberty doesn't have Malik Willis this year. Yeah, they beat BYU. Hugh Freeze is always a sticky underdog. But I kind of – I mean, I hate to sound like this, but I think Arkansas is getting it together right now. And, you know, as the weather gets colder up there too and the smash mouth and power they run, I mean, I think both LSU and Ole Miss have got extremely tough trips to Fayetteville coming up next few weeks too. All right, you mentioned LSU. You mentioned Alabama. They get together on uh, Saturday. I'm going to get down to that one. There's some other games, but I want to get to this one because it's a a good one. Alabama minus 13 and a half. Here's an interesting wrinkle in this game. It looks like a wet track in in Baton Rouge. It looks like the rain will get out mostly before six, but you know how that works. You've been down there before. They'll sometimes tell you the rain's going to get out, then it doesn't. It settles in, and it rains all night long. Who does a wet track favor, and then what do you think about this game? I don't think a wet track favors LSU. I know the one thing, though, a few few facts right now. First of all, for whatever reason – this series, LSU fights them in Tuscaloosa, and they get the hell beaten out of them in Death Valley. And I know a lot of it's because Saban used to coach LSU. Bama always has a bye before LSU. But it feels like, you know, through the years, going back to, you know, LSU never wins this game in Death Valley. It's crazy because, you know, usually in every other game, they've got such a good home field edge. But, man, I can't lay 13 and a half of what I've seen out of Alabama. I know they're coming out of a bye, and they'll be ready, and they'll be healthier. Same. But they're not – you know, you look at their road efforts going back the last couple of years. Yeah, they spanked Arkansas on the road. But at Texas, at Tennessee, at Florida last year, lost at A&M last year, they are mortal on the road. Now, you go in there, <laughs> it's a little, little tougher in T-Town, as almost found out last year. But uh, I, I would lean LSU in the points – I don't know if LSU in year one under Brian Kelly's ready to win this game, though. Like, I think it's, like, pretty incredible that they have this opportunity. The one thing LSU does have, though, through the years, Bama's defense struggles with the mobile quarterbacks. We've seen it. Hooker was another one. We've seen that's kind of been Saban's kryptonite a little bit, and Daniels can certainly move. Uh, I don't think the wet ball, wet stuff helps LSU, though, because I don't think LSU's offensive line's that good. You know, Will Campbell's a stud left tackle, but Bama's got the edge in the trenches, and if it comes down to, like, an uglier, crappier game, I don't – I think Bama's probably designed a little better for that. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, but that Alabama-Ole Miss game in Oxford's just got – it's it's got all the makings of drama, right? You've got oh. Kiffin. It's going to be another week of all the Auburn stuff. Um, it's going to be a talking point on the broadcast. People might as well prepare yourselves. It is get you just, just, just 
might as well just toughen up. It's, it's not going away next week. They're, people are going to get clicks out of that. Um, and then you've got a rested Ole Miss team. You let Lane Kiffin have an extra week to, to script the first two, three drives. You know Vaught Hemingway is going to be nutty. It's just got a chance to be one of those really wild days where you get into the late third, early fourth quarter, and you're holding your breath because you know Alabama's going to get theirs against that Ole Miss defense, and it's Bryce Young out there at quarterback, and you're just like, can you stop him just one time? Then can you stop him just one more time? It's got to feel like it's going to be one of those games. I feel the same way, and so much of football is just how stuff sets up. And I mean, Ole Miss getting the bye when Bama's got this tough game at LSU is a, I mean, a massive advantage. You know, Lane's going to have so many tricks up the sleeve. Remember the game two years ago, sixty-three forty-nine or sixty-three forty-eight? I mean, Ole Miss went up and down the field at Oxford, and that was like you know the beginning of the Kiffin era. Nobody even expected that to happen. Look, Ole Miss has got a shot in Oxford for sure, and Lane's going to have them ready. I, Look, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. The one thing, I mean, you can't – better be able to run the ball and gash and run it because blocking Will Anderson without the Ole Miss tackles is not – I mean, that's not fun for anyone. But I, the way Ole Miss is running the ball and Lane, I think Ole Miss will have a good shot, and I'm looking forward to uh, – I'll be there for sure for that. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited. And the Lane thing, I want to address one thing. The Auburn stuff's going to keep coming up. This is part of being a successful program. You knew when you got Lane Kiffin – you're signing up for everything that comes with him. And, you know, him doing well, you know, of course people are interested in him because he's won 18 of his last 21 regular season games in Oxford, Mississippi. So just one of those things you got to deal with. It's the first world problem. Love that people are joining the Grove Collective, though, and trying to help the NIL because that's the best way to keep convince them to stay. Hey, Ben, why is Texas a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Manhattan, Kansas? Man, the Texas power ranking is what it is. They were six-and-a-half at Oklahoma State. They're just – uh I don't know, man. It's just I, I would never take them. K-State's had that the edge on through the years. We saw how well K-State just killed Oklahoma State last week. Man, that was just a bloodbath. Uh, I would I would not take Texas on Tech trust uh, with this sketchy line on the road right now. I mean, they've already lost to Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. What makes you, you know, why would you trust them in Manhattan, Kansas? Yeah, I'm same way. Um, Clemson minus three and a half at Notre Dame. I mean, obviously it's a huge game for Clemson. They stumble one time and they're out. If they uh, if they went out, they probably begrudgingly get in, even though I don't think anybody looks at them and thinks they're a top-four team. Can Notre Dame knock them off? I think they could. The line looks like is telling you that Vegas thinks they can. And I think Clemson, I mean, just the playoff committee thing. Just, I mean, I'm glad we're getting to expand playoffs soon so we don't have to have these stupid arguments. Clemson being four and TCU being seven. I mean, how in God's name can you – I mean, I get Clemson's, you know, one of the elite blue bloods is the only reason that I think that you could justify that. Uh, but I think Notre Dame's got a really good shot, and I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. You know, Clemson's not too, too explosive on offense this year. I think it'd be – I hate to sound like this, but it would kind of be good for college football if Notre Dame won this thing. <laughs> I think oh, uh, – I don't really want to – yeah, I, I think it could – you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to take it, but uh, I think Notre Dame's definitely got better than a puncher's chance. All right, Auburn does this interim coach thing. Interim coaches have been pretty good in week one uh, this season. They've they've uh, scared some people. Can they go to Mississippi State and win? No. Uh, no, I don't think so, man. I just think the dysfunction there. And Cadillac came in there and cleaned out some of his Boise assistants, too. I just – week one and then also – I mean, I don't know how the state people feel about Cohen leaving and going to Auburn that same week, too. I don't know. This thing at, you know, at State, I, I think this is a very, very, very bad spot for Auburn uh, on the road. 
South Carolina giving seven at Vanderbilt. Could this be Clark Lee's SEC win? It certainly could. South Carolina plays up and down to anyone, don't they? And uh, I think, man, they, they got you got to expect a better effort after what happened against Missouri last week. But I think Vandy will. You know, I well, definitely Spencer think Rattler, Vandy. Spencer Rattler's playing quarterback. I'm telling you, if if he's under center, there's no gimme. I don't understand that. I got all this heat up here for being down on him coming to the year, but like every other quarterback that's ever played under Lincoln Riley's crushed until him. You know, that has to be some kind of red flag. You can't do well with Lincoln Riley in the Big 12 against those defenses. Like, I don't care if you're five stars or whatever. I mean, bottom line, results are results. And I don't know. I, I wouldn't try. I, I'd lean Vandy in the points. Any other college games stick out for you? Man, that, that's most of them, i got to be honest. Uh, I've had, like, an insanely busy week, so I kind of just glanced. Uh, you know, I've only done, like, the, the once or twice glance over. So that's pretty much uh, what, I, what I've got. Uh, so far right now, and I've looked over the NFL too. So. All right, so we'll roll through the NFL real quick. We do it each week. People love it. So we'll, we'll go quick this week, though, because I'm like you. I haven't spent a lot of time on it yet as we, yeah. as we record this. People will be watching this. It'll be the Eagles and the Titans. It'll be too late to bet it by the time they, they hear this. Eagles are 14-point favorite. In- yeah, the, man, I just never, under any circumstances, am I laying over 10 points on the road in pro football. I just, I just can't do that. And I know Houston's not good and Philly's undefeated and all that. But, man, laying 14 on a third. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm either like cringe and hit submit and take Houston or no play at all. Uh, you know, if you're taking Houston, it's not because you like think they're going to win the game. It's just, I mean, for pro football, I think at its heart, I don't think people talk enough about the college football games. You're talking about teams running 90 and 100 plays and the clock stopping on first down and how long these games get extended and how tired the teams are. There's so many more points scored. Covering 14 in college is nothing compared to covering 14 in NFL where, you know, teams have, what, three or four, five less possessions each game. I mean, you can get up – like, if Houston gets up seven or ten nothing, I mean, you're all – you know, you're, you're, you're in huge, huge trouble. So, I just in general try to stay away from this double-digit spread, especially when it's road teams. All right, we got one right here. Buffalo on the road giving 12-and-a-half to the Jets. Jets aren't playing terrible football. No, they're not. Man, Zach Wilkes, God bless, dude. Just gotta, all you got to do is take care of the ball better than that. Uh, but I still would do jet, Jets or nothing here just because of the, the 12 and a half thing. Vikings head to Washington. Elijah Moore stuff, by the way. Yeah. I know he's back there and they're going to get him the ball. Like, love Elijah. I would never say anything negative. Hell, he got me to Barstool. But it's kind of bizarre is all I'm going to say. You know, I know that – and he's right. I know him and Wilson don't have a chemistry and he's not getting numbers, but – Man, I mean, the Jets hadn't had a lot of success through the years. When you're four or five and two, you know, that doesn't seem like the time to get off the ship, you know, just my thoughts. I think you got bad advice. I said that a couple weeks ago. Um, Minnesota's at Washington. The Vikings giving three and a half on the road against the uh, commanders. <laughs> I mean, hot, the, the frisky commanders all of a sudden. I feel like the Dan Snyder sell the team news coming out this week will inspire this. It's almost like the the Indians in, in Major League back in the day, like <laughs> their motivation for the partnership, you know. Uh, so, I don't want to see Dan know. Snyder strip down item by item. I, leave the clothes on, Dan. I don't. I don't want to see anything. Yeah, I would. I mean, Minnesota's like a big road home win against Arizona last week. I still don't like totally trust them on the road. I know Cousins used to play for Washington. I don't know if that's like extra motivation or what that is, but I feel like Minnesota looks a little suckery there. Me. Washington's won three in a row. 
Uh, Miami heads to Chicago. This is an interesting game. I don't hate the Bears plus the five here. They they added another weapon for uh, Justin Fields. He's played a little better lately. They've made some deals on defense, though. Their defense is awful right now. But can they cover five points at home against the Dolphins? This is interesting. This is one of those where don't forget we're at the time of year now. Start checking the weather reports on Sunday morning before you place your bets. Because I don't know what it's going to be like in Chicago on Sunday, but I know if it's cold and it's crappy and it's windy and it's rainy, I'm not taking the South Florida team up there in November, ever. They're not designed for that. And if it's like ugly, Chicago could play a power game and, you know, muck it up and have a good chance. I love the Claypool move for Chicago. Notre Dame guy, you know, used to playing in that kind of weather in Pittsburgh and Notre Dame. And, you know, I think he's just a very talented guy. I thought that was a smart move for them to give Justin Fields a chance. And it's, uh, you know, we're taping this on Wednesday, so I don't know what we know about the weekend yet. But uh, just Sunday in Chicago, 64 and uh, sunny. Okay, well, that's good for Miami. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I agree the Bears are kind of feisty right now. I know they're deep. the only thing is, though, after losing Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith, I mean, their defense, Dallas just torched them last week. So, if it's nice weather, it's going to be tough for them to keep up. But, obviously, Justin Fields, you got to like what you're seeing. He's, he's been progressing. Carolina heads to a Bengals team that got humiliated on Monday night. The, the Panthers getting seven and a half in Cincy. This one's the, like – Cincinnati looks like the right side because everybody's going to say Carolina's been so frisky the last couple of weeks. That Carol, that last Carolina Atlanta game was awkward. If people didn't see that, what happened there? I mean, speaking of Elijah Moore, DJ Moore taking off his helmet after that long touchdown. The only thing it reminded me of was the Elijah Moore egg ball. You know, because like you score and all you need is the extra point and you, you get the penalty you never should get. And in the NFL, it's a 15-yarder. You're talking about, what, a 48-yard extra point all of a sudden to win the game? And, you know, he really cost his team on that one. And then, obviously, Carolina missed the field goal on OT. But I feel like there's going to be a hangover for Carolina. They had a chance to be tied for first in that division. They got gutted. And now Cincinnati, I mean, one of the worst efforts you could ever have on Monday Night Football. Feels like a bounce-back spot, you know, a little bit. And so uh, I feel like I'm Cincinnati or nothing, but I really hope it comes down to seven. I, I don't like it being above seven. All right, the Chargers got to go across the across the uh, country. They, they do get an extra hour of sleep on Saturday night, but they play in Atlanta, uh, giving three and a half to a feisty Falcons team. Feisty's right. Uh, I think this is going to be with over under 49 and a half. I could see this one getting a little wild. Uh, Keenan Allen just re-hurt his hamstring again. And I think that's been hurting the Chargers all year. Herbert's been playing with broken ribs. You know, Austin Eckler's having a great year. But, man, uh, when they have Keenan Allen and Williams out there healthy, they got some, some serious weapons. Uh, I wouldn't go against Atlanta as a home dog at this point. The Chargers have a big propensity to play close games. I could see this game being another one of those either one or fell games that goes down the wire one way or the other. Green Bay heads to Detroit. The Packers a four-point favorite uh, on the road at Detroit. I, I can't lay four with Green Bay the way they're playing right now. Uh, just They're just – they're a mess. And, you know, it's one of those things where their GM, I know they had to pay Rodgers and they couldn't keep Adams, but you can't skip on the wide receiver position in the NFL anymore. The game's changed. All the rules have changed. You know, you see it. You've got to have playmakers. And – you know, Rodgers, I think, is still great. I know he's struggling, but, man, he's throwing to nothing out there. None of his guys can separate at all. Man, I, you know, I, I just – I can't even trust Green Bay and Detroit at this point. That's not something I ever thought, you know, you'd think you'd say. Here's a game I'm really interested in. There aren't a lot of 
I do this competition with Tyler Siski. It was five NFL games a week, and they're, it's hard to find five today. But I like this one a little bit. I like the Colts getting five and a half in New England. I don't really know why. I, I, and, and part of me kind of likes New England minus the five and a half, but it feels like a big number. Yeah, well, it's just a big number because New England's playing these lower-scoring games. And so five and a half, you know, on the surface doesn't look big. But, you know, New England, you know, they – you're seeing a lot of 21-17 type games out of them right now, and their offense isn't that explosive. But the other side of it, man, Indy's offense is just it, – it, you know, Sam Elgar era, this is second – you know, it, tough spot for him against the Bill Belichick defense. And Indy, the lack of – you know, Taylor's been a little banged up this year, but they just don't – Michael Pittman's pretty good, but the lack of playmakers is, is kind of – Kind of disturbing. So, I mean, I, I guess an indie or nothing, but it's just hard for me to trust Allinger on the road uh, after only scoring 16 points versus the Commanders last week. All right. I like this one a little bit. I don't hate Jacksonville at home getting a point and a half against the Raiders, a Raiders team that went to New Orleans and just got smoked. That was the, so a lot's been made this week. Like, are the Saints back? Is the defense back? I, I, don't get me wrong. I think there was a lot of great signs in that game. However, I feel like Vegas does this one or two twice a year where they just go east and just no-show some game. I think, I, you know, I feel like it's like something they do when they go on that eastern time zone. Man, Jacksonville, it's just Lawrence. What the – I mean, Lawrence, that ends – just Lawrence has been so disappointing. I mean, Etienne ran for 150-something yards last week. And the Lawrence, the red zone turnovers and stuff I'm seeing, I mean, I look, I think they'll eventually get it right, but I thought they were going to be better this year. I thought Doug Peterson – Coaching Lawrence up. Uh, interesting move they made for Calvin Ridley for the future, but that doesn't help this year. I mean, I'm Jacksonville or nothing because I don't trust the Raiders, but, man, if the Raiders have any heart, I mean, I don't know if they do, but, I mean, after what happened last week, they got to look in the mirror, and this should be they, – that they, they've – I mean, you can't imagine that they wouldn't play better than they did last week. Seattle, red hot, heads to Arizona where the Cardinals are not a good team. Seahawks getting a pair of points in Phoenix – Dude, I kind of like this. I, I'm not going against Seattle right now. I'm loving what I'm seeing across the board. Uh, you can tell it by the team's comments. Tyler Lockett backtracked a little bit. But this Russell, Russell Wilson thing, there was always like some lingering resentment toward him in Seattle, and now we've seen what's happened with Denver. I think they love playing for Geno and Pete Carroll's culture, and they've got some kind of momentum special going right now. And So, you know, we, we saw what they just did to the Giants at home. I mean, I, you know, they've won at Chargers. I just think they're hot and they're pretty good, and their defense has really improved the last couple of weeks too. So it might be like a little bit of an obvious public underdog, but I, I kind of would lean them. I mean, we've talked a lot through the years. Arizona's not all that good at home. Tom Brady's got the divorce going now. It's done. Uh, the Rams look done. They play each other. The Rams are getting three points at Tampa. I mean, before the season, you would have thought this was a glamour game. Instead, it's a wolf game. Anything. Yeah, it's a rematch of that crazy playoff game last year when the Rams went in there and won, and it was just nuts at the end. God, it's just so – man, it's so crazy to see the Rams, Bucks, and Packers just all – I mean, they've all fallen off a cliff this year. And so, like, you look around the NFC, I mean, the Eagles, the Cowboys, it's wide open because all the teams that are at the top, there's like a power vacuum right now. Man, God, I don't even know what to say. I don't trust the Rams at all. They can't block. I mean, they're off the line. It's just – it is god-awful. But I thought Tampa was in a bounce-back spot against the Ravens the other night, and they couldn't win. And so it's – I mean, it's just it's one of those games Vegas doesn't know either. They're just like, hey, let's make the home team a three-point favorite because who the hell knows what's going to happen in this one. 
That's exactly. I'm in a fell board, by the way. I know I sound like I'm topping out a little bit here, but I looked through it and man, it was. Uh, it's tough. I know this time of year it gets tougher, but man, this is not my favorite one. No, it's a tough week. Uh, Tennessee, we started with the. We're almost finished. Tennessee, we started with big lines. Here's another one. Tennessee getting 12 and a half. 12 and a half at Kansas City. And I know the Chiefs are red hot, but 12 and a half points. Well, I got to see more on the Tannehill Malik Willis stuff before I can uh, make a pick on this. Because what I saw out of Willis last week, you ain't taking him if he's out there. He threw for 55 yards, horrible yeah. interception. You know, Derrick Henry had 200 yards and just one man ganged him that win at Houston. If Malik Willis is taking the field, I'm not taking the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think Tannehill might keep him, keep him in it a little bit, but. If, if Willis is starting, I really actually might take KC. I just – what I was seeing out there was not – he's just not ready to be an NFL quarterback. You're headed to New Orleans soon. So are the Baltimore Ravens. They go there on Monday night. And the uh, Ravens a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the Saints coming off that big win over the Raiders. Can the Saints the make li- it? The line looks – I like that the line looks kind of ratty. Like Saints is a two-and-a-half-point home underdog. And you know, I feel like a lot of people are going to be taking Baltimore. They got momentum right now. And they just had the Roquan Smith trade that everybody's been talking about. Um, Man, I'm Saints are nothing here uh, just because home on Monday night, two-and-a-half-point underdog. I think it's like a spot to take New Orleans generally. Um, we'll see if I can pull the trigger on it. But I, I, I don't trust Baltimore laying the two-and-a-half there. That line line just looks real sketchy. Baltimore is off a bye week, but I, I may be just trying to homer myself talking to myself in the Saints, though. I think that could, could be very, very possible. So I know you're headed this way next weekend. What you got this weekend? Uh, I'm going to LaBear's Lake Charles for uh, a gambling tournament run. One of our guys runs, but that'll be a lot of fun. I love the Barstool Sportsbook there. Uh, and then I'm, you know, heading. Can't wait for Oxford next weekend, man. I'm gonna try to get in town Thursday so I get to hang out a little longer. I was in and out on that Kentucky weekend, so I'd like to spend a little more time there. And just congrats! I mean, what a celebration week it is for the baseball team, and uh, everyone deserves every bit of it after that historic run. And uh, just, you know, I'm gonna be happy to support that. Ben, as always, man, thanks for the time so much. We appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Yeah, man. Looking forward to NOLA. Thanks again for having me, Neil. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.